How we form bonds. Often, how we form connections in the present is influenced by how we were loved in the past. We seek partners who make us feel the same emotions we felt when we were around the people who brought us up. Sometimes people say love feels like coming home, like coming back to what is familiar, from a time even before words could explain that familiarity. The trouble with what is familiar in this way is that it feels right. When we meet someone who evokes these feelings, it can feel like a spark because we confuse what seems like good chemistry with what is familiar. That was the case for this man who wrote to me about his relationship problem. He writes, I was very much in love with my ex-boyfriend for the first three years of our relationship. Problems started when he asked me to marry him. I felt us disconnecting and asked to go to see a relationship counsellor. It didn't help. He said some things in session that still smart today. For example, he said our partnership was like a whining child he wants to run away from. I became more distraught about the deterioration of the relationship as he became more distant. The wedding plan stalled. The final straw was him arranging a big holiday with his friend and I was not consulted or invited. I was desperate. And one day, after he'd insulted me, I said I was ending it. Once I calmed down, I tried taking that back, but he wasn't having any of it. I never saw him again. Personally and professionally, I'm now doing well, but I'm still haunted by feelings of grief and I worry I'll not make it to a place where I no longer feel the pull. I need him to reach out and say he misses my friendship. I've had other relationships since that one, but I always have a sense that I'll never fully recover and will never be fully present in my life. I'm guessing this man's ex had what we call in my profession an avoidant attachment style. This means that he doesn't like to get too close. He might think he does, but he doesn't. It's not uncommon for people who have an avoidant attachment style to shy away from a relationship when it becomes more committed, even if they have initiated that commitment. People develop this style when they have learnt in infancy that they cannot depend on others to soothe them. They solve that problem by unconsciously deciding, even before they can speak, that they will never need anyone. The defences that helped us in our early environments become a hindrance and hold us back in new situations. What was self-preserving can become self-sabotaging. I might assume this man's ex finds the human need for connection frightening and or repulsive to some extent. The man writing the letter, on the other hand, may have what therapists call an insecure attachment style. One of the main emotions insecurely attached people felt when they were growing up is longing. They longed for a parent's attention and now experience longing as love. It feels right because it feels familiar. Their earliest caregivers probably ignited more longing than security. Now this might sound far-fetched, 
but look at the way a toddler wants their parent. Notice the clinging, the desperation, the longing. It's all there. People with an insecure attachment style may be haunted by an inner ghost of that baby or toddler who longed and longed and sometimes had the ecstasy of being momentarily held in an intermittent way that reinforced the longing and made them long all the more. People with this style are often attracted to avoidance and avoidant partners. Insecurely attached people are good at longing, and a lover who is likely to trigger it is someone who swerves commitment. In other words, someone with an avoidant attachment style. If we never seem to get it right for our first caregivers, psychically, this can feel like unfinished business, so we seek partners for whom we cannot get it right. 